0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: When life hands you a unique shift, what happens next? The gift is the shift. Welcome to The Sky's the Limit with your host, Karen Levitt. In our program, you will hear from people who have discovered the gift, whether through personal experience or those that are helping others through this experience. You'll find the next hour to be a motivating and encouraging one. Now, here is Karen Levitt. Hi, this is Karen Levitt, and
2: welcome back to The Sky's the Limit. Today, I have the honor to be joined with a very special guest, Deborah Crosby. And a little bit about Deborah before we get going. Deborah was a television host and producer for years. She now owns her own training studio called Present to Prosper, where she coaches authors, coaches, experts, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and luminaries to master their story, captivate their audience, inspire action, and attract clients using the TED Talk blueprint for successful speeches. And I would like to welcome Deborah Crosby.
3: Hey, Karen, thank you so much for having me on. I'm delighted and excited, oh. and I was tickled pink and um beyond honored that you had asked me to come on to talk about my personal story, my journey on my healing path. Um, many folks know me in a very public way, as having been a television host to a home audience of 2.5 mm. million people, and now I am a trainer. I train people to speak in public, I speak in public, and my special niche is working with folks who want to be a TED Talk presenter or on the Google stage or on other national stages using um, the models from the TED Talks. But what a lot of people didn't know that I was going through a lot of health concerns and um, transitions, and that's why you've invited me to be on uh, your show today. And I I think that's kind of amazing um, that I've just been sharing my journey on Facebook and you took an interest and I'm happy to share my, my, um, hope and, Mm. um, what I've learned from my journey. And I hope, um, someone benefits from, you know, what we share today.
2: Mm. You know, when I met you, you just, you radiate and, you know, knowing what you do and, you know, that's captivating, you know, you, you coached and mentored these people to speak and then that's such a gift, uh, to do that. So, and I know, you know, like you said, I know you've had some health challenges. So it was in the spring of 2013, you were actually hospitalized um, for for a pretty serious infection, actually. Um, anyways, and then through that, it, the road got pretty rocky. So I would like to have you share that as much as you can or willing with the with the listeners.
3: Because now, that, I, you- I, I want to share the story in the vein of going to the point the point is not giving the story power, but showing that through the dark night of the soul, um, it really, what can be perceived as a crisis is actually an opportunity to renew and uh, rebirth a, uh, a renaissance of the soul, a resurrection of the soul, and that the whole purpose for me, in my experience, is to share the hope um, and the inspiration and the connection I've had um, with God through this journey of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to give all the power to it, but I hope that by sharing part of the story, it people can connect and relate to that, and they can go, "Oh, wow, she's been through all that, and mm-hmm. you know, look what God has done in her life." So I, right. I want to make sure I'm clear about. Um, mm-hmm. that where I'm coming from. Absolutely. And um, so in 2013, I was um, hospitalized for uh, a major infection in my gut the size of a football. I thought I had just had a bad flu and a bad bug, and um, when I finally did get to the hospital, I um, kept thinking I was going to get out, like, in 24 hours. I have a very strong constitution. I've never gotten really sick before. It just did not compute in my brain at -hmm. all that Deborah would get sick. And um, so my body was not responding to the antibiotics. It was resistant to the antibiotics, so I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker. In fact, I got to knock on heaven's door. I was, you know, definitely brushing on... um, some near-death experience, and um, what I did at the time was I I had put myself on a lot of prayer um, um, chains, I actually had um, spiritual um, people who I very much respect come in and, um, you know, pray with me and do some healing work with me. The whole entire time on headsets, I listened to Deep- Deepak Chopra's healing meditation on how to heal your body. Um, And while I was in the hospital, I continually practiced. um, Not only was I in prayer um, and visualizing healing my body, I was also um, practicing um, forgiveness practice um, while I was in the hospital. Um, I was due for surgery, and um, when I was conscious enough and not on pain medication, I did enough um, research to realize that if I had uh, surgery on my intestines the likelihood of um, surviving that kind of um, surgery is the the statistics are low in terms of um, mm-hmm. doing well after um, intestinal surgery. So I just mm-hmm. wasn't really keen on the idea, and um, I prayed about it, and I um, felt it was paramount that i actually not have surgery. And I remember the day the doctor came into my um my room, and he said, Well, Deborah, you're due for uh, surgery. You have to have surgery or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember watching his mouth move and not hearing anything else after that. And I was so weak and fragile, I barely could pull myself up on my elbows. And I said to the doctor when he was done speaking, I said, mm-hmm. You might be in the surgery um, tomorrow morning at 11, but I'm going to be in Hawaii. Um, I don't want to hear anything else, anything more about surgery. We are going to take care of this. This is going to be taken care of, and it's going to be done through a drain. I'd rather Mm -hmm. have that abscess and um, that um, infection drained. I don't want to have a full-blown surgery. Mm -hmm. And he just scratched his head, and he smiled, and he left the room. And so at 11 o'clock in the morning, the next morning, I'm being Rolled down to the surgery room, and I just knew I was not going to have surgery. I just knew it, knew it, knew it, had prayed about it, had surrendered it, Was knew something else was going to happen. And mm-hmm. a few minutes before I'm being rolled into the OR, my doctor literally was like a four year old child skipping towards me, and he was ecstatic, and he goes, Deborah, Deborah, Deborah. And I said, What? He goes, I got I good news. And I said, What's that? He said, We have this rock star. Surgeon who just came back from vacation, or looked at all your charts, looked at everything, and she is confident that she can drain your um, abscess, that that um, you know big infection that you have in your gut. And mm-hmm. um, none of us here thought we, we could do it. We thought it would be too dangerous for your life if we try to do that because we thought we might rupture the the um, the infection, and the abscess would have then made then put you in a very toxic situation and would have been, you know, engaging in your life. And it's such a fragile place in terms of your body. None of us wanted to take the risk, but this doctor is confident mm-hmm. that she can drain it. And um, I was in the OR for 20 minutes. That's it, in and out. And I um, was joking and laughing the whole entire time. I was conscious the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. And um, everything went very smoothly. And um, I recovered from from that surgery, but because I had been in the hospital for 21 days and Mm -hmm. my system was blasted with antibiotics, unbeknownst to me, the actual drug that probably saved my life was also the exact same drug that put my body and the ecosystem of my body in jeopardy in terms of killing off all the good bacteria in my gut and what... Um, occurred, and, and I didn't know this at the time, is it created the perfect uh, condition for yeast, to, lead mm-hmm. to flourish. I didn't know this, and, um, but that's what happens when you get blasted with um, full-spectrum antibiotics. Yes. Yeah, it does.
2: It wipes out everything good in your body.
3: Yep. So that was yeah. the dog barking in the background. That was Jamajam. And he heard something so okay. come over
2: here, buddy. Come here. Come you know, I, I just want to ask, Debbie, 21 days in the hospital and, you know, facing surgery, and it was literally at like the 23rd, on the verge of the 24th hour. You know, most people would have, um, you know, gotten very depressed and really lost uh, the glimmer, you know, the fire, if you will, and they're holding the intention. And what amazes me is that you were so resilient. You know, and you just were so steadfast. I love that. You just really knew. You were so committed.
3: Well, I appreciate that. And it was really that I felt like God put a spoke in. If you think about your life as a wheel, God put a spoke in the wheel. And I had to stop for that 21 days. It's interesting, 21 days is usually a very spiritual number. Mm -hmm. And um, I was put in pause for 21 days. And that entire time, I was on a prayer vigil and on a meditation, and I focused on healing my body. Um, I'm grateful for modern medicine. Um wondering. i on to modern medicine, and, um, you know, I, I, I have no regrets having gone through the whole experience, and it was a very profoundly healing experience for me and a very deeply spiritual experience for me as well. Um, and again, unbeknownst to myself, it was the beginning of really... Um, um, creating the perfect storm for candida to flourish in. Right. Um, six months after being hospitalized so this, my stomach, I had a total knee replacement. My system was, again, blasted with antibiotics. Six months Ugh. later, I had another total knee re, um, replacement. Again, my system was blasted with antibiotics. And now what I hadn't realized is um, I was susceptible to infections. And so mm-hmm. several times I was put on antibiotics and um, every time I went to the dentist I had to be put on antibiotics. So for a period of two solid years I was blasted with antibiotics and I started feeling more and more fragile I had a positive attitude I was very prayerful I didn't Mm -hmm. know what was going on I felt fatigued all the time and there were several other conditions that come with um, candida including extreme anxiety and depression Mm. um, extreme weight gain um, extreme bloating um, there's a lot of things that go along with that. But I kept staying prayerful, and um, I started to ask my doctors, traditional Western medicine, like, well, what's going on here? Nobody could pinpoint it. Nobody could figure out what's going on. I knew something wasn't right. And mm-hmm. so I started to see alternative alternative practitioners um, and a holistic practitioner who really helped me uh, immensely with helping me to support heal my body naturally
1: mm-hmm. and I
3: started work taking um, probiotics and enzymes so that my I could build my body back up and so for about a year I was building my body back up building my body back up I was starting to feel little by little better and better and then I um, was feeling really well and things were going well I got engaged like I thought life was good and then um, in the uh, in August of 215 the engagement broke up. And uh, it was a blessing in disguise. At the time, I didn't experience it that way. It was painful. It was sad, extremely stressful. And the mm-hmm. stress was a catalyst that got me really sick again. And I had excruciating pain. And it was the same pain I had been in in 213 that I hospitalized for the mm-hmm. infection. And I said, I have a choice. And I could go in the hospital, and they're going to put me on the antibiotic scan, and they're going to give me a glucose drip with sugar, sugar and candida flourishes on those two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I, I didn't know what to do, but the pain was excruciating, and I said, God, what do I do? Mm-hmm. I had been educated at this point. I knew what was going on, and I said, but what do I do? And the answer came really clear. Physician, heal thyself. Wow. And, I, and it was like a clear vibration, a clear message. Every fiber of my being went, yes, okay. okay. And then I we, asked. Oh, I'm sorry, so away." I... And then I got downloaded, what I call downloaded or, you know, the image of purchasing, getting, um, consuming certain vegetables that I would then put in a juice machine, which I had, a juicer. Mm-hmm. And I dragged myself to the grocery store. I bought all organic vegetables. I was keeled over the carriage in pain, and I sheer willpower and the grace of God and the power of God. I got through that um, checkout, bought the the vegetables, went home, juiced them, drank the juice, and 20 minutes later, I had no pain. Wow. That's
2: incredible.
3: Incredible, right? Prior to that, I was... I was entertaining and fantasizing what it was, how much relief I would have had if I had been given Dilaudid in the emergency room. Mm. But I didn't need drugs. I didn't need anything artificial. I, didn't need, I got healed by g- being given this wonderful and very powerful healing um, juice, and I was kind of like crack myself up, it's almost like, well, I was drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid. That is
2: funny. That is funny. It was God's
3: Kool-Aid in a sense. And and so, yeah, that was the beginning of um, a radical, radical shift for me and a a consciousness I um, experienced um, after that. So I'm going to kind of leave it open for you a little bit and see if there's any. Absolutely, we have to bring or ask or
2: comment on before I go any further. No, 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 that's fine. We we have to actually pause for a quick break. So I'm going to ask you and the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back in a few moments. Thank you so much.
4: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the sky's the limit Show at gmail.com. That's the sky's the limit Show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt.
2: Hi, this is Karen Levitt. Welcome, to, welcome back to The Sky's the Limit, and my guest this week is Deborah Crosby. And Deborah has a really powerful story. Um, the spring of 2013 and the summer was really tumultuous for her ups and downs in and out of the medical hot, medical system, and we were talking about that and everything she encountered and her faith that... Um, st- you know, stood, stood with her, stood strong and her vision. And before the break, she talked about the dark night of the soul. And a lot of us have heard that. And I wanted to just ask Deborah, um, you know, when did you realize through all of this that you were in the dark night of the soul, first of all? And second of all, you know, we talked about, you're very resilient, you're very strong, and your faith really, um, you know, plays to that. What would you say to the listeners who who don't really have a faith or a spiritual practice, you know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you knew you were guided?
3: Yeah. Uh, well, the, uh, the dark night of the soul, in a nutshell, is going through a very hard period in life. And um, as human beings, I, if you're on this planet, <laughs> at some point, you're probably going to go through a challenge, a difficulty in life. Um, I don't know anyone yet. I haven't met anyone on this planet yet who hasn't um, gone through life unscathed. Um, mm-hmm. The good news is, I-, I like the story of the golf ball. And when the golf ball was first invented, uh, it was completely smooth. And it mm-hmm. was golfers who were, you know, whack the golf ball and they get nicks and dings in it would actually fly truer. That means if they're aiming for the 18th hole, that ball that had the nicks and dings in it would actually get close to the 18th hole or in the 18th hole, hole Mm hole-in-one. And it was after the fact that companies started to add the dimples, which is the aerodynamics of making that ball fly true, and true is a golf term in terms of getting Mm -hmm. as close to your goal where you're aiming for. And life will afford us many nicks and dings vis-a-vis the dark night of the soul, the The difficult times, the painful times, the time where you actually, literally, in your mind, feel like you're in the dark, and you don't Mm -hmm. know, you don't even know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got to go by sheer faith that there would be a light at the end of the tunnel because you don't see it because it's so dark. It's painful, it's difficult, it's challenging. Um, It's uh, not fun, in a nutshell. Um, But it's how we handle ourselves that dark night of the, sh- the soul, um, those difficult events, that a death, um, going through an illness, um, you know, a loss of a job, any kind of a loss, um, a crisis, um, crisis in a relationship. It's how we handle um, that um, dark night of the soul is how we come through to the other side
1: mm-hmm. and
3: having that faith that things are going to work out. And it's what we do with those nicks and dings and what we yeah. learn from those nicks and dings and how we can help other people when they're going through their nicks and dings and how we can help shed light on their path or help them stay buoyant mm-hmm. um, despite what they're going through and not to have a judgment about what they're going through, just being present and being, giving your presence um, through that process. So there's a, you know, I, I wish I were so enlightened. So- that I had hmm. uh, brilliant idea, um, concepts of, you know, that maybe at some point you get so evolved that you don't go through dark Night of the Soul. I, I don't know.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. I,
3: I haven't met Never. that person yet. Um, right. I do, but it's there. That is my definition of a, a mm-hmm. dark night of the soul, is going through some kind of a crisis that's painful and difficult, and it can last for um, a period of time. And mm-hmm. it's how we, getting through to the other side and learning from the experience and then sharing what you have to learn to help others that 's what I mm-hmm. feel help helps me bring the light into the world
2: nice so i'm assuming you know for some of the listeners who may not you know they just keep feeling like nothing ever goes right for them, right? The same things keep happening over and over they keep stumbling and falling and tripping, and it's usually the same thing, you know what I mean the coworker, the boss the this the that you know, and they never seem to get a break so what um you know I, like I said, I know you have fi- a very strong faith base, but what um what were you saying to yourself when you were going through the dark night you know what what would you share with the listeners who may not have a faith base to to encourage them when they're in a, a dark period so um, one
3: of my favorite um, Speakers, luminaries is Michael Meredad and I love what he has to say, and it's mm-hmm. really simple, and you don't have to be spiritual to mm-hmm. understand this. You can understand it from a psychological point of view, and that is, in life, we have three choices. We can either be a victim, so when we have a crisis, you know, poor me, why me, or we can be a student, and we get to, oh, well, what do I need to learn here? Mm-hmm. And when you shift from victim mentality to student mentality, you will start shifting out of that pattern because we, we will keep creating those patterns over and over again until we learn um, mm-hmm. what we need to learn. And um, and victim mentality is going to keep you stuck over and over mm-hmm. and over again until you get what you, you need to learn from that experience. And the third choice is the choice of mastery. Mm-hmm. and. This is my personal view and I think it's what kept me very buoyant and, and kept, gave me that strength and courage to um, face the, that very hard time and stay as positive as I did is this uh, concept that Michael Murdad shared which is when we go through crisis we are the third choice is that of mastery. Like, okay, mm-hmm. not only can what can I learn from this experience, but how can I proactively keep the path clear so I don't have to recreate it again, recreate that mm-hmm. experience again? And then even on a higher level, how can I then, in terms of mastery, in terms of learning how to proactively keep the, the path clear, how can I teach others
1: mm-hmm. so that
3: they don't have to stumble and fumble, that they, they can learn? from what you have learned. And right. so I felt for me personally in the dark night of my soul, mm-hmm. I felt I was being called to, um, and invited to mastery. And that was, I didn't have a choice. It wasn't an option for me to feel mm-hmm. sorry for myself or pity myself or to, um, to, you know, say, why me? I, I was happy to learn what I needed to learn. And mm-hmm. In my wiring, I am a teacher, and uh, good teachers are always learning. And so I saw it as a learning experience, but Mm -hmm. I, on a deeper level, I felt like it was an invitation for mastery. And and so although it was extremely difficult, I had a willing spirit. And I think whether it's someone who's lost a job... And that can be painful if your identity has been associated with having a certain career or a certain title or a certain income, and having and losing that. Again, you don't have to be spiritual and say, "Okay, I could poor me." Or two, what can I learn from this? Or three, what can I learn, and how can I proactively mm-hmm. um, make sure that I don't do this again? And many times when we have a crisis in our life, it's an invitation to reinvent ourselves. And right. so these, this is, this is not spiritual information. This is, this mm. is practical information. I mean, mm. this is current popular jargon. It's, you know, a lot of people get laid off from jobs and they're in their fifties and they thought that when they're, or they're close to sixty and they thought they were going to mm. get a nice pension and they, they got lost. So, okay. Exactly. So you, how do you reinvent yourself? So that's the practical language that I use for folks who, you know, they don't have an interest in spirituality. And I get that. I respect that. I don't need to convert somebody to my faith.
2: Exactly. Is that helpful? No, absolutely. And I was going to say, you know, in listening to you, um, you know, with everything you so beautifully just shared, you know, it just further reinforced our alignment. I mean, you and I, similar path and yet not so similar but the outcome is very very much the same we both um realized what was ours to do that there was what I coined you know the gift is a shift right so when you can begin to shift into a new way of being um then you can open up to truly receive the 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 gift that's within and what you just shared so really resonated with me and you know you are an educator and a speaker in your at your core and i am an advocate and an educator at my core as a nurse that i was and now on on this program and i'm i'm just honored to share with you because i feel if you will the connection the energy the vibration i i love this and i i i just i love it it's rich and i i love the fact that you didn't just succumb, if you will, has the patient to your doctors and say, oh, okay, um, I, I really am inspiring people through my diagnosis and what's occurred in my life that I always say that that shows me where I am. It's kind of like you are here, but it doesn't define me in the totality. And I love that you, you just had a deep knowing and you, and you uh, found your voice and educate your doctors and they saw and the right and perfect people did show up. I love that. I just, I definitely
3: felt when I was clear through prayer and meditation that surgery was not an option. I I really felt the universe shifted and went, okay, Deborah, we get it. You're not going to have a surgery. You're going to be okay. Uh, and Mm -hmm. everything lined up to give me what I really wanted, what I felt I deserved and what Mm -hmm. was in alignment with my highest good and everybody else's highest good.
2: And I just have to ask, you know, did you have any fear come up with all this? Because I know, you know, it can be 21 days in the hospital. And I, I get that fear is an ego based and fear does help keep us, you know, alive, which is good. But, yeah, did you have any fear come up around all this?
3: What came up for me was loneliness. And okay. um, that I was a television host. Mm-hmm. I had a crew of 20 crew members and a full orchestra. I used to fill up the Hard Rock Cafe with 200, 300 people every month. I, w- I, used to, I was used to having a lot of people around me. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got sick, and this part was ego-based, I kept thinking I was going to get out the next day. And I kept thinking, I'm going to just get back to my normal life. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't even to to bother anybody or, or inconvenience anybody. So the first week, no one knew I was in the hospital, including my mother. My mother would call, and I would sound groggy because of was on pain medication. I'm like, oh, Mom, you just caught me from a nap. I'll call you back. My mother didn't even know. And um, <laughs> that was definitely my superhero complex and my ego complex. Um, but when I did start telling people I was in the hospital, and that was humbling, where I had to humble my ego and go, I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be honest. I am not Wonder Woman. And that was very humbling. It was definitely dismantling of my ego of thinking mm-hmm. I could run the show and that I was the captain of the ship all the time. Mm-hmm. I was used to running things. And um, so for me, um, when I did start telling people after the first week, because I was in there for three weeks, mm. I had very few people actually visit me. And that was, I had been surrounded by celebrities. I'd been surrounded by lots and lots of people all the time. And it was like, wow, you know, you real, and the people who actually came to visit me, it totally blew me away. I wasn't expecting them to visit, and the people I thought would visit didn't visit. And so, mm. in a sense, I also felt like the whole experience of going through that crisis cleared my life mm. and my energy in a really major way in terms of who mm. was really meant to be in my life mm-hmm. and who who I really felt like really was. There for, for me mm. and cared for me, really mm-hmm. cared about not this ego or this celebrity called Deborah Crosby, but really right. cared about this human being who is yeah. in pain and suffering on some level. And they were just going to be there to comfort me. I was uh. real it really was an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, um, I, I, it was something I think a lot of people go through when they go through a very serious illness or a serious crisis in their life. You really get to find out the difference between the boys and the men, the girls and the women. And, um, you know, who's got their big girl pants on, who's got the big boy pants on, and who's mm-hmm. really got your back. And that's mm-hmm. okay because it's like it's all being clear. Mm-hmm. It's all for good. Um, and so I hope, I, I think I rambled a little bit there. but
2: I yeah, You're fine. You're fine. So I need to just ask. Um, we're going to come up on a quick break, Deborah. So I'm going to ask yep. you and the listeners to please stay with us, and we'll be back momentarily.
4: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the skies the limit show at gmail.com. That's the skies the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media and encourage others to discover the program. Now, back to Karen Levitt.
2: Hi, this is Karen Levitt. Welcome back to The Sky's a Limit with my featured guest this week of Deborah Crosby. And we were just talking about all that she went through in the hospital and what it was like to be vulnerable and people show up that you don't expect to separate the men and the boys. And um, the light at the end of the tunnel for her was... The- Went to the grocery store, not barely able to push her grocery cart, and made a juice. And, Deborah, I wanted you to fill in from there. That juice changed your life.
3: Yep. So we have fast forward in time. So we have 213, 214, all these surgeries. black label a lot of antibiotics. Um, I um, was pretty certain I had candida and have actually subsequent tests, and I had this systemic candida. And so in the August of two uh fifteen uh, there was a, a breakup of an engagement. I was engaged at the time. Um and it's all for good now. It's a blessing in disguise. And uh I, at in that that moment in terms of the experience of going through a breakup, it was very sad and extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. And the stress um was a catalyst for me to get sick again. And I asked for um, guidance, you know, what do I do? Show me the way. I got the juice um, recipe, which I referred to earlier. 20 minutes later, I am no pain. And I started a practice at exactly the same time of getting the juice, which was emotional freedom and to process my feelings, and allow my feelings to flow and to get to a place of neutrality so that Mm -hmm. any trapped feelings in my system um, would be released. So although I perceived on the uh, initial surface that this breakup had to do with my boyfriend, in fact, once I had some prayer and meditation time and really got honest with myself, it had to do with healing past traumas in my life and forgiving past relationships in my life. I'm like, okay, sign me up. And so I allowed myself to grieve. I allowed myself to feel the feelings. I allowed the feelings of anger, sadness, come up without any commentary or judgment or that there was a bad feeling or a good feeling. All feelings were allowed. And that I would um, do a practice called um, emotional freedom, Um, but the Mm -hmm. way I do it is different from what you see a lot on YouTube. And I was able to process the feeling, get to neutrality, and then I also practice radical forgiveness, which is hono, pono, pono, and mm-hmm. that um, practice it entails: if you feel someone hurt you, instead of saying um, they have to apologize to you, the radical part is you ask for their apology. You ask, you say you're sorry to them because mm-hmm. it's a misperception of not seeing their light, not seeing the best of who they are, and having a misunderstanding of of their soul or their essence or the best of who they are. The behavior, um, you know, sort of in a sense is um, how you your ego got um, tricked into thinking they weren't, um, and you know, pure. And everything mm-hmm. in our life is, in my belief, is good for us. And so I had to then do radical forgiveness um, for not only that, the person I, in the breakup, but several other relationships which were connected to that, and so I did mm-hmm. that. And then the final piece, um, which I call Radical Freedom, is to bring in what I call divine energy, divine source energy. Um, I call, for me personally, I call it mm-hmm. um, the Christ-like, Christ-consciousness or Christ-mind, which is healing... And I visualize that that healing energy, that healing light, is healing down to my cells, down to my DNA, back into my the heritage of my genetic code. And I would do that vigilantly every day, several times a day, this practice of radical freedom, mm-hmm. while I was only living on pure juice. And that combination detoxed my mind. It detoxed my energy field. And it detoxed my body, and it cleared me out in a really Mm -hmm. powerful way, in a way that I've never experienced in my life. And I did not expect to go on 21 days of juicing and 21 days on this vigil of, you know, practicing feeling my feelings constantly, releasing the feelings constantly, and forgiveness constantly, and to bring in a light constantly. Um, Mm -hmm. But it -hmm. it really was uh, a very
2: profound awakening for me where I got to wake up in a really big way can i i just want to ask so twenty one days is, is an awfully long time, and the number twenty one keeps coming up for you, which right. is like you said it's prevalent, yeah, so initially early on with um you know the juicing that you were doing, was it all you know hunky dory was it all great? I know you said initially <laughs> yeah, you know really you may, you took the you made the drink right, you said your pain went away so In the initial phase of it was no offense was it all like copacetic hunky dory or was it you know were there times where it felt horrible? Um,
3: It was just really like being prayerful and feeling guided and directed that this was something I needed to do every day. I would check in even what I would put in my juice. I would go to the grocery store. Do I have a zucchini? Yes, no. Um, Do I have cucumber? Yes, no. Um, I would check in every day, like what I was supposed to do, and I would listen. And mm-hmm. um, so when I was going through this detox, it's just like detoxing from drugs. It is not mm-hmm. fun. And right. um, but I knew deep down that I, every five of my being, unequivocally, I had no doubt my mind was really doing the right thing for Deborah. And mm-hmm. although there were times I literally felt like a greyhound bus hit me, I knew it was for the good, and I knew that what was I was experiencing of feeling so crappy was what's called a, a phenomenon called um, the Candida was dying off. And Candida mm-hmm. has a job. They're not the bad guys. It's just when they get out of control and there's an overgrowth, it, they'll have symptoms. And right. they eat toxins. That's their job. But when mm-hmm. they die off, they release those toxins into your system. And so yes. because I was doing so many things on so many levels, mind, body, and soul, I was doing a major detox And um, the toxins, mental toxins, um, physical toxins, chemical toxins in terms of, you know, what we eat, um, all being released at the same time. It it, um, was not easy, but it was worth it 100%.
2: Mm. I was going to say, yeah, it doesn't, you know, as your body starts to go through, like you said, a detox process, often that's not pretty. So, yeah, 21 days this is a long time. And what was it like for your family and friends? You know, they noticed, you know, what you were going through, you know, your shift and your yeah, coworkers. Yeah, my mom, uh,
3: I've always been kind of on the edge of, mm-hmm. of um, what my family would consider normal. And so they've gotten used to me being out there. And mm-hmm. um, I would explain everything I was doing with my mom, I kind of thought she might be resistant. She goes, I'm just happy that you're happy and you're enjoying this and you're feeling better. And that was pretty amazing. Um, I would post my journey on Facebook. And what blew me away was the first time I started sharing what I was doing on Facebook, it felt like I was breaking a rule. In that internally, I felt like I was sharing the skeletons in my closet. And that my family cultural rule I grew up in is that you don't talk about, you know, anything heavy or serious. You don't talk about your personal affairs in a public venue, especially with strangers, because not everybody on Facebook are, do I know personally. And mm-hmm. so I felt like I was breaking a major rule by sharing my personal story and my journey with what I was doing with juicing and radical forgiveness and emotional freedom and bringing in uh, divine light, um, divine healing, um, energy, um, Christ-like, whatever you call it, God, spirit, um, mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit or Great Spirit or Mother Goddess, whatever you want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I call it Christ Consciousness. Um, right. I was amazed at the response that people were responding um, emphatically and, it, and it really blew me away because I wasn't expecting it. Hmm. That willing, willingness to be that vulnerable and that raw and that honest with my journey, which I really didn't even know was going to last 21 days when I started. Um, that the people were responding so so um, with so much curiosity and so much kindness moved mm-hmm. me away,
2: and so you know we're gonna we're gonna come up to a break real quick. But I I really want to delve into that because through that process you you're launching right uh, mm-hmm, your yeah. work you're launching your workshop. So when when we come back, can we jump right into that? That would be perfect. So I'm going to ask everyone to stay with us. We'll be back in a few moments. Thank you.
4: Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: You are listening to The Sky's the Limit with Karen Levitt. If you have a comment or question about the show, we encourage you to send an email to the skies the limit show at gmail.com. That's the skies the limit show at gmail.com. And remember to use the hashtag TheGiftIsTheShift all over social media. And encourage others to discover the program. Now back to Karen Levitt.
2: Hi, this is Karen Levitt. Welcome back to the Sky's Limit. My guest this week is Deborah Crosby. And Deborah, I want to bring you right back to where we left off um, through your journey and your juicing and your you know astonishing Facebook response. Um, this actually catapulted you into um, another realm. So I want to just get right into that because it's very exciting what you're doing.
3: Well, Karen, it definitely is another realm. I was, um, definitely not a realm I was, uh, uh thinking was going to be catapulting me too. So I keep being surprised myself where, um, people's curiosity and wonder and people's interest, um, I would be flooded and I continue, um, even to get today. People sending me private messages want to know, you know, where can they buy this juice and, you know, where do you buy this program? And I mean, this is not a program. This is something I've, co- I, have prayerfully been um, guided, instructed, downloaded, directed, um, call it what you may, I feel intuitively um, it's been given to me in terms of this process. And Mm -hmm. I am seeing results. I'm experiencing results. I am experiencing radical freedom, which I never knew to the degree I'm experiencing was... Mm -hmm. So possible. It's incredibly liberating, Um, releasing fear, releasing worry, releasing anxiety, releasing loneliness, um, releasing anger, um, resentment. You know, any negative vibration, any negative emotion, or any negative energy.
1: Releasing Mm -hmm.
3: that and bringing in good energy through um, eating really, really healthy and really clean food, um, which are high in nutrients, and you know, really giving my body, um, you know, what it needs. so I've done a ton of research, and mm-hmm. um, I even um, and um, I went to see Deepak Chopra speak. And uh, what's interesting to me, and all the things that I've been guided intuitively to do through my prayer and meditation practice, which I call Radical Freedom, is um, this can be is scientifically based. I go when mm-hmm. I'm doing this stuff, and then I go, "Oh my gosh, there's scientific evidence of." Uh, that there's value to what I'm doing and, and support in what I'm doing and people can really benefit from learning how to do this practice as well. So, so many people have been asking me to share this information and so I'm just responding. I'm coming from a place of genuine service and want to be helpful.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I want to be clear though is that it's not about giving people a juice recipe. For me, okay. in my past, but juicing was instrumental in detoxing. But I am not advocating that everybody has to go do my juice recipe. It mm-hmm. was given to me specifically for my system. Mm-hmm. I think there's value for juicing. I highly recommend it. But do your homework first. Mm-hmm. What happened for me and the foundation, the cornerstone of everything for me was my spiritual practice of radical freedom, which is emotional freedom, radical hmm. forgiveness, and bringing in healing energy, um, divine light, divine love, and residing in every fiber of my being and my cell, radiating love. That's it. It's that simple. And it's hmm. through visualization, I do this continually throughout the day, to be mm-hmm. in a good vibration. And uh, there's a lot of scientific proof that being in a good vibration Your body will respond, and Mm -hmm. I want to share that information with people. I want to have people find their own recipe for success, their own recipe for well-being, their own recipe for optimal health in mind, body, and soul, and so I would like to guide people through my journey, what I've been through, shedding light on their path. So that they can be liberated and they can be free, and then they can find their own solutions and their own answers from the inside out opposed to the outside in.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So is that really what you, that, is that, I'm
2: sorry, Is that what you offer ahead. now in your workshops?
3: Yes, So the whole radical freedom is giving people that freedom to find positive solutions and positive answers from a place of wisdom intuition and instinct with our birthright, and to connect to a higher level, a genius level of thinking, higher mind, Christ mind, the holy mind, whatever you want to call it, you know, the mind force, the force be with you, you know, the energy, um, that we are then given information so that we can follow the path that's unique to us. As unique as a fingerprint and as unique as a snowflake, that's who we are and that's what I want to really be teaching people is how do you find your path that mm-hmm. how do you clear how do you find a way to clear that path and is that does that mean juice well okay, then I'm happy to share that information with you but mm-hmm. I, you know I want to help you get juiced and I want to help you get fueled in the highest sense of that word, but that may or may not include drinking juice. Right.
2: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Right. Because it may not be for everyone. I mean, you're not trying to, you're not making medical claims to heal a condition at all. You know, you're, 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 right. You're, you're talking about living in a high vibration, you know, aligning, yeah, in your your true nature and, and feeding your body really, really well so that you can operate at that level. That's, that's what I'm hearing.
3: Living in a state of happiness, health, wellness, equanimity. Peace, joy, inspiration, curiosity, wonder, and love. That's it. When we have access to all of that, we also have access to our intuition and our instinct. When our emotions are flowing, we can be free and liberated. That's what I want, the gift I want to share with people. Mm-hmm. And from that place, they can discover what's right for them and where they're at in terms of their consciousness. And mm-hmm. in terms of their development, in terms of their awareness.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's rich. And it, and it absolutely makes sense. I, I can totally relate to what you're saying. And, you know, when will the workshops be um, held? And how can, you know, I'm going to share with the, peop- with the listeners how they can reach you.
3: So um, uh, the be- best way for people to kind of follow what I'm doing is on Facebook. Okay. And so it's Deborah Crosby, D-E-B-R-A-C-R-O-S-B-Y, and I have pointy-rimmed glasses, and I'm from Salem, Massachusetts. So if people want to kind of follow what I'm doing, I will be creating some information events so people can kind of find out what the heck this radical freedom is about Mm -hmm. and kind of try it on for a little bit and see if they're interested in participating in a longer day-long workshop in January. where It would be, um, and to have a really safe, supportive, fun environment. And when I say fun, I've been trained by three different improv companies and I, and I perform by, with three different improv companies. That's like Whose Line Is Away Anyway and like Saturday Night Live stuff. So lots of really fun, playful, lighthearted games to get mm-hmm. people into a really good, positive, fun, um, positive place so they can start, um, trying on some of these tools and techniques, okay. and spiritual technologies. And um, all that will be announced um, through um, Facebook, and people can contact me as well through my email,
1: mm-hmm. which would be
3: IamRadicalFreedom.com, I-A-M-R-A-D-I-D-A-L-F-R-E-E-D-O-M at gmail.com, IamRadicalFreedom.com. And um, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see it's easy to get my telephone number as well. And there nice. will also be a website because I wasn't expecting this um, www.radical-freedom.com. Okay. And, uh, but the, the easiest way to get me is just look up Deborah Crosby and sale in Sale, Massachusetts. <laughs>
2: That's beautiful. Yeah, and and for, for listeners who aren't in, you know, our vicinity, the New England area, can, you know, will you be offering it via? Skype or...
3: Yes, you know, actually, and, uh, the people who already decided to start working with me, which I wasn't expecting. I wasn't looking for that. Um, the people have been following what I've been doing on Facebook and seeing the results and have requested that. And um, this is going to sound really radical. and What I say to people is someone who would pay me for my training as a trainer, there's a certain rate that I charge for that. Mm-hmm. But what I do for Radical Freedom is it's a matter of integrity. I feel called to service and that what you decide you feel is a dollar value for that um, coaching session with me, I will train you through Radical Freedom. I will support you through that and that you can decide what you think that dollar value amount would be. As long as it feels like a little bit of a challenge for you. It's not putting you in financial jeopardy, but it's a challenge, a little bit of a challenge for you because you're saying to the universe, I feel this is a value. I want to get value of this and I'm making this investment because I want to see a return on my investment.
2: Exactly. So I let people
3: decide whatever they want to pay.
2: Right. And it's an investment of yourself, truly from the inside out, your heart and your soul. Yep. That's incredible. And, and, um, I seem to ask, are you, are you still juicing? Are you back on food? Or are you?
3: Yes, I do. Um, I don't survive on juice. I'm actually eating now, um, a, um, a protocol that is, um, helps reduce the candida in my system and helps get me lots of nutrients so I can build up the good, um, bacteria in my, um, gut. And that is, um, predominantly an 80% plant-based, um, diet. And I, I won't go into it. Further than that, other than I eat a lot of green. (laughs) I have other things, but it's predominantly plant-based.
2: That's right. You certainly are an inspiration, Deborah. I love I love your journey, your story, and I love I love to see what you're doing. Like I said, you you radiate now. You're radiant. And I want to thank you for being with me. The hours flown by. Once again, my guest is Deborah Crosby. And you can reach her at Deborah D E B R A Crosby. And she is, let's see, it says I am radical freedom at gmail.com. And I want to thank Deborah and all the listeners, and I'll, I'll be with all of you next week on the program. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for joining us for The Sky's the Limit. Karen Levitt looks forward to having you tune in for another program next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, the gift is the shift.